0: Nicola
1: Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. It's Wednesday, August the 17th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And our top story today is that a Kent school that brought in the so-called strictest head teacher in Britain has been rated inadequate. Inspectors from Ofsted visited the Abbey School in Faversham over two days back in May. They found that cases of bullying weren't being dealt with properly and some pupils were missing too many lessons. Now there was huge controversy when Barry Smith was parachuted in to improve behaviour last September. Well, Kent Education Advisor Peter Reed has been reacting to the report.
2: In one sense, I'm not surprised. In another, I'm utterly appalled because this is an entirely avoidable and predictable outcome. Ofsted says quite clearly: education isn't bad at all. The reason they failed is because of utter failure by leadership to handle children coming out of COVID, who I believe needed sensitive handling, as virtually every school in Kent did. They supported children who almost forgotten how to socialise. They treated them carefully, supportively. The Abbey School had a different idea. They brought in a hitman, Barry Smith, who... Prided himself on being called the toughest head teacher in England, not the only one to have done that. And children who were coming back to school were faced with an intense disciplinary method. At a time just before children had to wear masks, he punished children for wearing masks. This is in the middle of COVID, and they were sent to detention. And detentions and staff were taught to be tough with children. If you read this, you find over and over again, it's only a brief report, but it talks about failure by the staff to support children who are being bullied. Failure by the leadership to handle difficult disciplinary issues. One of the reasons that the school came to my attention last year was because under this tough love regime, exclusions rocketed. I think the head was worried that children weren't settling in after COVID, but he went utterly the wrong way. And now we are told leadership is inadequate. We are told that attitudes and behaviour are inadequate, but the quality of education it says
1: is good. So, do you put all of the, you know, the, the findings by officer? Do you put that all at the the door of this um, so-called strict head teacher?
2: He was allowed to do this by the governors and the head teacher of the Abbey School, who bear full responsibility for this disastrous outcome but they don't matter in one sense what about the children the children have been taught that you can't expect sympathy in difficult situations don't express concerns parents have expressed concerns and been told toughen up it's totally it was totally avoidable
1: An awful lot of parents were very, very angry about the situation there. I mean, how do you think they'll be feeling once they see this Ofsted report?
2: They will be utterly vindicated. But that doesn't actually help what's going on in the school at the moment and the scars that this will have left on their children over the last two years. That's going to take a long time to heal,
1: if it heals. Well, Kate has more on this for us today. So, Kate, what's been the reaction from parents?
0: Well, Rebecca Saunders has two children at the school and she was very critical of Barry Smith's ideas and claimed it had turned into a military school. She's reacted to the Ofsted report and has told us her children don't enjoy going there and says it's like an army camp. She adds, if they weren't so strict, they would be fine going to school. They are terrified of going there and getting into trouble over silly things. We've also had reaction from Carly Newman, whose son goes to the school. She's says the result sums up what everyone has been thinking and saying for a long time. And importantly, what did the school had to say? Let's not forget the quality of education at the school was rated good, so there are some positives. Provision for pupils with special education needs was also commended, as was the school's sixth form, which was rated good. Head teacher Dr Roland Speller has sent us a statement. It says the school will review its practices, but the challenge it faces is creating an environment where pupils can succeed both academically and socially. He adds, with regard to the former, we've seen a big improvement in academic grades in the past five years since the last inspection, and staff attribute this to reduced classroom disruption and more work being completed. However, with regard to the latter, we still haven't got this completely right, and the disruption caused by COVID hasn't helped. We're told trips and visits for pupils are returning to the school calendar, which should add more enjoyment and fun to the learning experience. He admits attendance has been a challenge nationally after COVID-19 and Abbey's is in line with other schools in a similar context across the country. Dr Speller also said issues around bullying are important for us to acknowledge and will require persistent hard work to tackle. He says additional assemblies and lessons had been introduced to focus on how students should treat each other with respect, celebrate difference and show tolerance.
1: Thank you ever so much, Kate. You can also read this story on the website and leave your comments. we would be particularly keen to hear from you. If you do have children at the school, just head to Kent Online. Kent Online News. Around 70 firefighters have been tackling a fire in London which affected trains in and out of Kent. It broke out next to the tracks between Waterloo East and London Bridge stations this morning. Services had to be diverted and an inspection needed to be carried out before the line could reopen. You can see video of the blaze by Head link to the website. A 12th person's appeared in court following a suspected murder in Tunbridge, Wells. 25-year-old Zolven Pepatch was found with multiple injuries at his home on Cali Road last December. A 24-year-old from Romford has been charged with murder. All 12 suspects are expected to go on trial in January. A Kent man has criticised NHS mental health services following the death of his wife. 58-year-old Beverly Cushing from Aylesford took her own life in May after struggling with depression. Her husband says she only had three appointments in 10 months and describes staff as overworked and under-resourced. We're told an internal investigation has been launched to look at potential failures and future improvements. A thunderstorm warning for Kent today has been upgraded, and amber alert is in force until 10 tonight. It means flooding to homes and businesses is likely, with fast-flowing water causing a danger to life. What well, the heavy rain is doing little to alleviate the drought, though. Thames Waters, the latest provider, to announce a hosepipe ban covering areas around Dartford and Sevenoaks from next Wednesday. Now it's set to be an anxious wait for thousands of students in Kent. A-level results are out tomorrow. Pupils sat exams for the first time since before the pandemic. And I've been catching up with Graham Jones, who's an education specialist at Whitehead Moncton Solicitors in Maidstone. And I started by asking how he thought students would be feeling.
3: I think they are probably very nervous because if you think about it, the last time uh, students sat their A-levels was back in 2019 and they'd had a run of being in school and having lessons of being educated. You've now had a situation where after two years of being in and out of school and two years of assessments, this year's students actually had to sit A-level exams in exam conditions. So it, it must have been quite nerve wracking for them. And of course, Thursday's the big days to they find out how it's gone.
1: Absolutely. No idea yet, of course, as to what those results are going to be. But what would your advice be for anyone who perhaps hasn't got what they were expecting when they opened that envelope tomorrow morning? If
3: it does come as a shock, I always say this, don't panic. First thing to do is speak to the school, uh, because the school can make inquiries as to whether there's been any, any errors. If not, you can ask for a remark. Now, that has to be done through the school. You can't apply yourself for a remark and you cannot uh, apply to appeal yourself the thing about a remark of course is marks can go down as well as up on a remark. So you need to be aware of that but don't panic i mean the, the the everything in the press is indicating that they think the vast majority of students are going to get if they're going to university into the university of their choice yes it is likely that the overall Results will be slightly down on the last two years, but they think they'll be comparable to 2019. And the reason they're going to be down is because these aren't; these are the first time it's been exams for two years. Previous years, there's been various algorithms and various assessments to assess what the grade should be.
1: Yeah, and that was very controversial, wasn't it? So I suppose those two years where there weren't the exams and you had teacher assessments and what have you, it's very hard to compare anything to to those, isn't it? Really,
3: you, you can't compare, can you? Because if you have either an algorithm or a teacher assessment that is looking at work and it's not testing ability under exam conditions. And whatever your views are about having to do exams, it will throw up a different set of results than if you've been doing it by way of continuous assessment.
1: I'm sure universities are going to be particularly busy. Will there be more of a, a clamour for places, do you think, because perhaps some students deferred in, the, in those years where um, universities weren't operating as they perhaps used to?
3: There is a, a, a lot more applicants this year, and I actually read that one reason for that is, is there are a lot. There's a lot more eighteen-year-olds in the population this year. Uh, generally, courses are being offered that are larger and will take more students. So it's expected that whilst there will be some challenges, it won't be a major problem. There's two areas, however, where there will be issues, and that's in medicine and dentistry. Uh, The reason for that is over the last couple of years, the government had removed the cap as to the number of students that could actually get onto those courses, and that's been reimposed this year, and I think the limit is about 7,500, and I I think the previous year 10,000 students got into medicine and dentistry. So there is always a challenge to get onto those courses. But the thing is, if you don't get your first choice... Um, look at clearing speak to the university because sometimes they may be generous and will say well yes we will accept what you what you've received so it's, it's don't panic there's lots of things you can do when you either get that email or you open that letter.
1: Universities are gearing up to hear from those who want to get a place through clearing. Tomorrow, we're going to be hearing from the president of the Student Union at the University of Kent, who did just that, along with another student who's manning one of the phones in the clearing centre.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone.
1: Tributes are continuing to be paid today to Pop Idol star Darius Campbell-Dinesh, who's died at the age of 41. Simon Cowles described him as charismatic, funny and a great person to be with. Rick Waller, who grew up in Medway and now lives in Dover, competed with the Scottish singer on the TV show back in 2001. He says he was a genuine gentleman. Slip roads on part of the M2 are going to be closed for four months as work continues to upgrade the Stopby roundabout. It's almost a year, would you believe, since work started to improve. Junction 5 for Sittingbourne, where the coastbound entry and exit slips will be shut from September the 12th through until mid-January. National highways have apologised for any disruption it causes. A bus route between Canterbury and Thanet that was due to be scrapped has been saved following a campaign by angry passengers. The number 11 Stagecoach service was going to be axed as part of cost-cutting measures, but the company's confirmed it'll continue running at school times and there'll be one off-peak round-trip each weekday. People living near a 300-year-old pub not far from Tenterden aren't happy that it could be converted into homes. The Crown Inn near St Michael's has been closed since 2016. Developers want to redesign the pub itself, a garage next door and a wood store into two separate houses. Now, £17.5 million has been spent on doing up a holiday park in Kent, creating more than 100 jobs. It's the biggest investment Haven have made in one of their parks this year and we'll see a number of new attractions open at the site in All Hallows the company are hoping it'll boost tourism and the local economy John Coltman is the general manager at Haven in All Hallows and has been speaking to Jamie from our colleagues at KMTV.
4: So Haven's investing in all of its parks uh, over a three to five year period but we're we're capital we've we've been very lucky to to benefit from that this year, next year and the year after and there'll be more exciting things to come and um, what is this investment going to do for not only the local community but also Kent as well so a local community in Kent-wise. So we're, our suppliers, we try to keep as local where possible. Our, uh, our contractors, we again try to keep local. So we're improving the uh, jobs market not only internally but externally as well. And we've taken our employment uh, numbers from around about 300 to 400-ish this year, and we anticipate that exceeding to around about 500 next year. So it's a really good help to not only the local villages, the local communities, but also the wider part around Kent. And do you expect also um, your numbers to increase as well, just because of the facilities that you've got, people are going to see it and say, wow, like, I, I want to go, I want to try it out. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the, the demand has never been so high. I think we're, we're, we're struggling to put enough ca- caravans on the pitches as quick as possible. And, uh, and it's great to see more people coming down to, to, to experience the uh, ever-improving All Hallows. Absolutely. And, and this, this might be a question more, more for Kate, but do you think that this is going to maybe inspire Another generation of children to sort of challenge themselves, sort of there to to do what they thought they couldn't. Definitely, I think uh, I think seeing more children that are not necessarily on the video games and hiding behind screens coming around and using the different facilities it, it is 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 amazing actually. And seeing more people having a healthier lifestyle out in the open doors, especially. When the sun's out most of the time, uh, it's, it's really good to see.
1: Olympian Kate French has also been along to the site. You can watch KMTV's report by heading to the story on Kent Online. Kent Online reports. A youth drama group say they're going to be left homeless by plans to close Dover's Roundhouse Theatre. The building is set to be converted into office space as part of the redevelopment of the Discovery Centre. It's been used by the Blackfish Academy for the Performing Arts who are campaigning to keep it open. Drivers who keep parking in a church car park in Medway are being urged to go there for services or simply move their vehicles. There are several spaces behind St Matthew's in Borstal, near Rochester, but the site is private and only meant to be used by people going to the church or the nearby hall. However, volunteers say the spaces are being taken up by people living or visiting
5: the village. Alison Robinson is the church warden. We have a car park here for our hall users and for the churchgoers, Uh, We quite often find that uh, we can't get into the car park because it is used by people uh, just leaving their cars to go off and do something else. It is a private car park. Uh, We've asked people, uh, we've put notices under their windscreen to ask them not to park here. Uh, We've had some very rude responses to that. Um, we're not quite sure what to do. It has to stay open, so that our whole users can use it. We can't block it off. Um, uh, so we're really very frustrated in what what we can do about it. We're very we're quite like to think we're sympathetic with the people of the village. Uh, in fact, we had the car park built so that we wouldn't be parking on the road and. Uh, uh, taking up spaces that the villagers could use. So we find it very difficult. As, As a bit of a bribe, we could say come to church a couple of times a month and you can park here. We've had people offer to pay to park here but that's not the answer.
1: Bison rangers in Canterbury say the animals introduced to woodland just over a month ago are already having an impact on the landscape. You might remember we featured this story on the podcast where the younger females have reportedly been playing chase, stripping bark from the trees and cooling down in the dense woodland. A male will be released into the herd within the next eight weeks and it's hoped they'll eventually breed. The project is designed to tackle climate change. And prisoners in Maidstone have won a top gardening competition. Slight hitch though, they won't be able. To claim their prize. For the second year in a row, they scooped the best community project as part of the council's bloom competition. However, they're not going to be able to use the annual passes to Leeds Castle. While the Ministry of Justice say a voucher they were also given will be spent on the gardens.
3: Kent Online Sports.
1: First up football, not great news, I'm afraid. Gillingham have been beaten in their first ever home match against Harrogate. They lost 2-0 in front of a crowd of nearly 4,000 at Priestfield last night. Manager Neil Harris says it was a frustrating result.
6: Box to box, some of our football was excellent, really good with the ball. Couldn't score, uh, put the ball in enough danger areas, force enough want kicks, put enough balls across the six-yard box, enough cut-back crosses, just enough to win games of football. Um, if you're not going to score because you've you played well but you can't score, then you have to get a clean sheet and it has to be 0-0. And I think they got enough penalty. Have, actually, they've very rarely got enough penalty. When they did get there, it was too easy for them to create chances. So we had a bad habit tonight of uh, not being. Uh, having the ability to score at one end and then too easy to score against uh, the other end. Hence why we lose the game. Simple as that. Again the goals are really woeful, sound like a broken record talking about poor goals to give away. Um you know there's so much good stuff but it seems wrong talking about a lot of good good players and good individual performances when, when you've been beat at home. I thought attacking play was a really a good way we moved the ball, you know, asking us to be a little bit patient at times and you know, you know the fans need to understand that we're Trying to play modern football and, and, and keep the ball on the floor at times, and, and you know, but then you have to get the balance right between passing the ball and then when to play with the top of teams as well. And, and for the lot, lot in the first half, we have got the balance, you know, really good, and we got in really good areas, and, and you know, undoubtedly should have scored a couple of goals. Um, but if you're not going to score, then you know, you, you have to be strong at the other end of the pitch. And my frustration and disappointment is that we didn't get the final touch in one box and at the other end. You know, we just haven't got the ability to throw our bodies on the line to protect the goal, other than the goalkeeper, I thought was magnificent tonight. I don't want to be too critical of the players. You know, we, we, we lost the game tonight. It was no, no lack of effort or heart or, 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 or passion. We just, we just got done um, in our penalty area a couple of times, and, and we weren't clinical enough at every end. You know, young players are going to have their faults, and, and they've got to learn quickly. that's um, our own players or lone players, they have to, they have to step up and, and, and perform more or don't play people want overnight success that nobody wants to see us lose 2-0 at home. You know, I'm as straight as the next person, I thought 99% of the fans were, 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 were patient um, and, and understand that we're, you know, we're a major project and we're just at the start of. Um, but we want to win games of football, so I have to make sure I get the balance of me being patient, me trying to implement a different style of play but then also making sure we're playing competitive football as well. Um, I don't want anyone to think that losing games is acceptable just because we knew. It's not acceptable, and it's not acceptable for the players, and I won't tolerate it from the players, um, but I have to make sure I work with the group to make sure that, that we do get up to speed a lot quicker than we are at the moment.
1: They've lost three out of four League Two games so far this season, and we'll be hoping to pick up some much-needed points when they host Warsaw on Saturday. Elsewhere, Kent's Dina Asher-Smith had to pull up with cramp in the 100 metres final at the European Athletics Championships. The 26-year-old sprinter didn't take part in the Commonwealth Games because of a hamstring strain. She's still hoping to defend her titles in the 200 metres and 4x100 relay in Munich, though. Much better news in tennis. Kent's Emma Rajikanu says her victory over Serena Williams hasn't fully sunk in. The 19-year-old from Orpington beat the 23-time Grand Slam champion in straight sets in the first round of the Cincinnati Masters overnight. And Emma says it was a very special moment.
5: I haven't had the, the time to really be with the team and staff and um, relish the moment. But of course, playing Serena, she she's such a legend. I think it was
1: amazing just to share the court with her. It's likely to be one of the last matches Williams plays before she retires the British number 1 meantime will take on Victoria Azarenka in Round 2 this evening. She's also hoping to defend her US Open title in New York next month. On to cricket now, and Kent, Zach Crawley is part of the England team taking on South Africa in the first test at Lords. It follows England's series win over New Zealand earlier in the summer, where he top scored with 43, but it was a great start for Zach this morning. He was out for just nine as England batted first. Meantime, his teammates will be looking to make it back-to-back wins in the one-day cup. The Kent Spitfires have travelled to take on Derbyshire after beating Northamptonshire last time out. We'll have details of the result from that match in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, from tomorrow morning. And more than 30 young athletes from Kent are set to follow in the footsteps of some Commonwealth Games champions. They've been chosen to compete at the 2022 School Games National Finals at Loughborough Uni next month. The likes of Adam Peaty, Katerina Johnson-Thompson and Hannah Cockcroft have previously taken part in the event. Good luck to all of them. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online Premium site. To do that, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe subscribe. And if you didn't know, we're also now on TikTok. So do head to the site to check out our videos.
0: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.